is Jason Neville, and welcome to the IASA podcast. With me today is Mark Doan, superintendent of Effingham School District. Mark, uh, we're going to talk a little bit today about an interesting program uh, in your school district, Leadership, Creativity, and Innovation. Can you tell us a little bit about what that program includes? Well, thanks, first of all, uh, Jason, for allowing me to share some information. Uh, as a school district, we, we set out a couple of years ago uh, trying to figure out um, how we can address uh, the fact that uh, we needed more creativity and innovation in our classrooms, and we needed to rely and allow our students more freedom. And that included uh, some steps that needed to be taken. And, and so we put together this program of leadership, creativity, and innovation. We want to engage students and teachers. And by doing that, we create pathways for learning that then they can use that creativity and innovation uh, throughout the building, not just in their classroom. And, it, and that bleeds into to our teaching staff as well. Uh, students and teachers feel empowered and they take control of their learning and that process. And through that, they build relationships and then they lead fearlessly while always what we try to call failing forward. So that's just kind of an overview. It's something that Unit 40 kind of developed on our own. Uh, we think it, it meets our needs and we've, we've had it in, in, in-house here for the, about uh, 14 months. Give us a little bit of background and how uh, you guys were able to come up with this idea and implement it. Uh, there's been some recent uh, news stories about the program in the Effingham Daily News. Uh, Teach to Lead Summit uh, last spring where you guys presented this model. Can you tell us a little bit about how you heard about that event and what you guys did and uh, everything involved in that process? Well, sure. We had, we had a teacher, <clears throat> excuse me, Joseph Fothery, that was uh, one of the top 10 global scholars and had a chance to go to Dubai uh, as, a, as a finalist. And we as a school district, his wife teaches for us. And so she went and, and we decided to send our high school principal and, and assistant principal. And we had some help from, from various groups to help offset that cost a little bit. But what they came away with and came back from are some just points that, you know, that we've got to change the way our classrooms work. And so that led to more discussion. So we came up with this plan of of how do we how do we go about that? And so they developed a plan, and and Joe was uh, had contacts with the U.S. Department of Ed, and and the U.S. Department of Ed has a program called Teach to Lead. Well, we first went to uh, we had a group go and, and apply. You have to apply to uh, go and spend a weekend at one of the Teach to Lead summits, and over three hundred applied, and, and uh, twenty three got selected, and. And so we sent a group of educators in May of 17 over to Cincinnati, Ohio area. And they spent the weekend with a whole plan that they went there with. How do we talk about and how do we implement, you know, this creativity and innovation program? And so what that, uh, that program leads to is you get a critical friend. And so for the weekend, that critical friend asks certain questions, tough questions, and you reshape that plan and so at the end of the weekend, then everyone else, I think there were 23 groups, everyone else gets to walk around and look at each plan too. So you get feedback from them. So out of that, it got, the whole plan got refined. Um, we, we started the implementation um, sis, sincerely this year. We started some last year, but more sincerely this year. 
And in that time, they take uh, those 23 plans from that teach to lead group and they send that out to other educators across the nation. And they select three of those groups to then host a leadership lab. So last Thursday on April, um, I believe that was April 12th, we hosted a leadership lab here in Effingham where we actually got to share the program with, uh, I think there we had over 100, almost 180 people, um, local and statewide and some national. Just how we'd gone through the program, we tried to seek more feedback and thought. And really, this can be, uh, we also look down the road as not only helping our district, but how can we help other districts in our profession in general? Uh, we can't continue to run our school districts the way we've always run them with more and more items that are coming and requirements that are coming out of Springfield and out of the uh, so we have to have um, a leadership uh, collaboration. Uh, and so this program is, is focused on the classroom more so uh, than anything. And so that's kind of where we're at in the process. We just finished that leadership lab last week. We're gathering that feedback and we'll continue down that path and trying to sharpen our, sharpen our goals with the program as we go forward. In order for any program to be successful, you have to have buy-in from everybody uh, in the building. How are you able to do that to get all of your teachers, uh, some who have maybe been teaching for decades, uh, get them to change their approach and buy into this new concept? Well, you know, it, we start with an island. And uh, so what happened was that our principal, assistant principal, um, we picked uh, one individual out of each department at the high school, and we just kind of started. And uh, they put together some training, some thoughts, and it's based on the five, five area, six area, um, excuse me, five area uh, group. And, and so we just started down that process. And as, as this process started, it was more or less to provide our, our, our teachers opportunities to change their classroom. We have uh, some uh, staff that have been in the district for quite a while and been in the profession that saw this as a breath of fresh air that they are having the opportunity to do different things. Sometimes we think that people will just do different things if on their own, and, and many times that's not. Sometimes it's as simple as saying, you can do this, you are allowed to do this. And so in other times they see a, a, a peer being able to uh, try something new and, you know, it's not going to affect them on their evaluation. It's, you know, they're not going to be downgraded or anything like that. We want to support our staff in being able to try things new. And that's where that failing forward comes in. But those five areas we talk about are, are control, empowerment, collaboration, application, and celebration. And, and um, they're very important in that whole process. So uh, our goal, and at the end of this year, you know, our, our, our administrators started with the program and teaching the program. By the end of this year, we had other teachers leading that uh, training. And so we want this to be embedded within our culture at Unit 40. So it doesn't matter who the superintendent is. It doesn't matter who the Board of Education is. It doesn't matter who the principal is. That uh, if you come to Effingham Unit 40 and are in, you know, a teacher or a non-certified instructor, you know, it doesn't matter what your position is that everyone understands that everyone plays a role and has leadership responsibilities for our district to move forward. 
Have you guys been keeping track of any data to monitor how successful the program is? Well, we've got plenty of anecdotal um, anecdotal data, and that was shared last uh, Thursday at the at the leadership lab. And then there's quite a bit of that. We also have some empirical data, uh, you know, because you know many people would question, and we question ourselves. Like this is all fine and dandy, but are the kids actually learning? Is learning taking place? And so it takes a while, you know, in regards to develop their correct rubrics uh, and, and making sure that students are held accountable. Not everyone gets A's just like we've always had, but now we have actual units of instruction and, and lessons of instruction based upon rubrics. It's really on the, on the other end of how students share what they learn. That's what's important that the kids and the students have an opportunity to play a large role in that. And we've seen some very um, um, good data on that. You know, our next step as we move forward is to have a third party. And we're looking into some options with some uh, educational entities to be able to have a third party come in and look at some and develop some empirical data. Uh, so it is, can be shared across the nation with other educators that, you know, a third party did this empirical data, not ourselves. And we think that's important and we think it'll, it'll come out to a positive, but I think these are the, these are the key things. And, and so that's one of those things down the road as a second, as a goal down the future here uh, within the next year or two, that's, that's what we're going to shoot for. I imagine superintendents listening to this are kind of all would have a similar question or similar thought about does it, what does it cost financially to implement a program such as this? Was this, was it expensive for you guys to do this? You would be shocked. I think everyone listening would be shocked. Uh, if people know who I am, some people know who I am. We don't spend a lot of money if we don't have to. And so, and I think we're all in that, that mode in, in our position. Um, really it's a time issue. It's a time in regards to, um, you know, leadership from, from your administrative point of view and, and, and teachers out of the classroom, a limited amount of time. We've did this over a three, three day training over the course of the year. Uh, and, and what happened was teachers were so enthused and, and fired up that they began meeting at seven o'clock in the morning on their own and sharing. And so, uh, it's amazing what educators and, you know, if you give them the opportunity and show them support that uh, this is what uh, we want you to try new things. We want you to try this format. There's not a special format, but when I talk about format, I'm talking again about those five pillars that we talk about. Um, we, it's amazing how uh, teachers and educators will take that in, in all different directions. And so uh it's really changed. Well, we have students now know which teachers have been involved in the program, and those are the classes that they'd rather take. Uh, if there's two, if there are two English teachers and one is 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 using the LCI approach, uh, students know that, and they would much rather be in that classroom on, in general than a regular. Um, regular English class. So we're not all the way there. We'll probably never be, but we're taking those steps. So I would ask this to superintendents and to boards and to school districts. You know, all you got to do is look up last year what everybody spent in your district on professional development. 
and you'd be staggering amount and people would be surprised. Um, we have spent not even nearly a quarter of what we usually do on this initiative than what we would on someone else, mainly because we didn't, we don't hire people in to do this. Um, our staff put together the training, uh, and now we go forward and as it moves forward, we kind of adjust. Uh, I think we have 63 teachers that have been trained. We started this program at the high school level and are moving backwards down to the junior high. Uh, not all of our high, not quite all of our high school teachers have been trained. We have one more group, I think, that will go start next year. And in the, the junior high, we should have another one or two groups. And then everyone will have gone through this training. And then we'll start down into our, our middle elementary um, level. So, and it, it, it's perpetual. So once they've, you know, adjusted maybe a unit of instruction uh, at a time, that's why we got to continue to make progress. So uh, we're just happy with the effect that it's had on our teachers. Um, like I said, we've had uh, experienced teachers say that, you know, they were pretty close to being burned out and it's lit a fire under them and they are fired up to come to work every day. The kids see that. Um, and that affects the students as well. So this LCI program is based, it, we want to support our staff and students to be creative and innovative and imaginative in the classroom. And, and we do that because we need to share control. We need to empower students. We need to create a culture of collaboration. We need to apply the learning. And then we need to celebrate success. And those are the pillars that we talk about every day uh, and in this program that we try to follow through. Uh, and this is a long-term commitment. This isn't something we're going to start now and, and, and be done with it. As I said earlier, we want this embedded into the culture of Unit 40. So whatever, whoever we hire as a teacher now or five or ten years from now, um, everyone around them who, who also teaches understands and will help shape the direction of their classroom. Uh, this is what we think is right. Uh, we want to encourage creativity, spark innovation, and foster imagination, and and we're on the way to doing that. Mark, thank you very much uh, for, for speaking with us. Uh, the ISA, we're a advocacy, advocacy organization for public education, so we're excited when we uh, see some districts across Illinois uh, doing innovative programs that can move uh, public education forward. Well, thank you so much for the time, and and, uh, you know, we're, we're getting closer to the point where we hope to, you know, invite people down or up, however that may be, uh, so to get some theory and then actually see some classrooms. And that's our goal, too. Uh, we just want to make sure that we've got things in the right uh, situation. So when, when we do, if people are interested, uh, it's just how we do things. Uh, and it may be where, you know, you can take just a point or a part of it. Uh, you can maybe just do it with your administrative or just one of your buildings or just a department. You know, those are things that each individual district, that's what we like about this, is that it can be tiered to a district's, per, you know, perspective and what their needs are. And if it's not what they need, then that's fine as well. So we want to help our profession um, get better. And we need to prepare, prepare students for the 21st century and, and those skills that are needed. We can't continue to teach in the classrooms that we always have, the way we always have, and expect a different outcome. And so uh, we, we, our kids deserve better. And so that's what we're striving for. 
All right. Thank you, Mark. You can find this uh, podcast, another IASA podcast. We share them all on social media, on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, be sure uh, if you're listening to this, uh, if you found it through social media, you can subscribe uh, to the IASA podcast uh, on your podcast library with Apple or Google Play or other different platforms. So try to make it easy for you. Uh, so thank you. This is uh, Jason Neville, ISA Assistant Communications Director. I believe Dr. Uh, Rich Volz will have the next podcast. We're going to keep trying to bring you these uh, once a week. Uh, so thank you again. Thanks again, Mark. Thank you. Bye-bye.